The answer is absolutely not. You should you should not be doing what you're doing now if you need a prize to do your best work. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. All right, you found your way back into the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. We are your hosts, Tony Dufresne and Lexi Rodriguez. Hey, Lex, how you doing? What's up? And today, we're going to talk about something that Lexi brought up, and we had very, very differing opinions, so we figured, why not talk about it? Because usually, when we talk about stuff, it's uh, we're kind of on the same page yeah, most of the, the time. Yeah, for the most part. Right. Um, but we but, are completely different individuals, so this is this goes back to what we say all the time is... Yes, there's all these certain feelings that you're going to have as an adult and as an entrepreneur and as a millennial or just as a fucking human, but you're going to act on them differently because of the way you were raised and because um, your biological makeup, basically. Exactly. And then that feeds right into what we're going to talk about, and it's competition. We're going to talk about competition today. Is competition good or is it bad? We want to define what it is. What is competition? And then we're going to go into why are we naturally competitive? Where does it come from? And then we'll get into the, is it good or is it bad? You're the one who wanted to talk about it because you have, you've been all, you know, you've been a jock all your life and that's, and it's been a big thing for you. And it's been a big motivational factor for you. When you first brought it up, your whole thing was, it was all about external motivation. It was about motivation yeah. from other people and competing against them. And I thought, oh my God, this is, I, I so do not agree yeah. with your position I on this. I still and stand so, on that though. I know, but that's good. But that's why we're <laughs> going to talk about it. That, okay. I figured it's, it's, it'll be a good point counterpoint Yeah, where, where really anybody listening will be able to get either one of the other you know, sides. So what is competition defined? It, it's, it's the act or process of competing. And what's competing? To strive consciously or unconsciously for an objective, like a position or a profit or a prize. It's to be in a state of rivalry. And competition is an extrinsic motivational factor, extrinsic being outside of yourself. Intrinsic would be inside and extrinsic would be outside. So it's an extrinsic motivational factor. Now, that leads into a really good Psychology Today article that I'm going to post the the link in the show notes on, and I'll read a little bit of it. It says, a competition by its very nature is what psychologists call an extrinsic incentive. Extrinsic simply means a motivation to adopt a behavior or a decision is sourced externally rather than internally, which is outside yourself versus inside yourself. Um, A fundamental characteristic and a downside of nearly all extrinsic incentives is that they only tend to work for as long as the incentive is maintained. Now, what that means is as long as you're, you know, in your game or as long as you're competing against somebody, it will create that motivation. But when it's over, when the game's over or the competition's over, then there's really no lasting positive effect for you from, you know, inside in terms of reinforcing your true self or expanding yourself in any particular way, because all the focus is on the extrinsic motivational force. So that's, you know, but I that's think that naturally, if you're competing extrinsically, um, you are going to create some kind of growth, no matter what, no matter if you consistently are competing or not, just one situation of heavy competition where you, you either do well or don't do well, you're what either creating growth or awareness on your weaknesses. So I think you're Could- growing regardless. 
I think I think some might bleed into that intrinsically because, but then again, it could act as a as a not a good thing because it could reinforce any uh, irrational notions you have of you being less than or inadequate. Mm-hmm. No, and I thought get, about you know, that you know too I mean? because a lot of times, if you, but this is this is the thing though. That's why it's all about being a strong and well rounded human, so that you can get the most out of these like dope internal emotions that some people can't handle. So if you can handle this, you're only going to grow. So I get it because sometimes if you are in heavy competition and you're the person that needs to win, needs to win, needs to win, and then you lose, you're just like, fuck, now you're depressed. Now you're questioning yourself. You're being very self-conscious. You're now you're insecure, but that's what we want to talk about is creating competition and allowing it, on my end, at least allowing it to help you to grow and, and to fucking blow off the insecurity of losing because in life you lose, you are not always going to win. Someone is always better than you at something. And that's the way I look at it. It's like, you can't walk around not chasing some type of growth, whether it's because you're beating this chick in intramural fucking beer volleyball and you're like, hell yeah, I'm better, or you're losing and you're like, fuck, I got to hit the gym more because I'm out of shape and I just lost. And Mm. that's whack. I can argue and not argue with that all the time. (laughs) I mean, and and I guess we're going to go into that. That does bring me into talking about why are we naturally competitive. We are just wired to be naturally competitive. And some scholars argue that competitiveness is a biological trait that co-evolved with a basic need for human survival, which makes sense. I mean, if you look at it, it, it's the survival of the fittest. It's very Darwinian and it's, you've got to compete if there's limited resources and any animal in in the animal kingdom, you you can see that play out pretty well. Oh, for sure. Think about like caveman days. You had to win. You had to beat this dude to, to get that dinner. You have, if you wanted to reproduce you and there was only one cave woman in your head, you had to win. You had to win her over I mean, exactly. other, but, other than that, you're going to you're going to die. Right. But the issue now is, is that we don't have to do that. That amygdala, that limbic system back here that I talk about every damn day, that little caveman brain fires us up, especially in competition type of situations. It acts as the motivational force. And that's not a good place for you to have your incentive or your motivation coming from in terms of a competition. So is competition good or bad? Well, the bet it's it's both actually and it's very contextual it's very situational but here's what i have at face value extrinsic motivation is ego and it's a, or instinctually based like i just talked about the caveman thing they're not the strongest legs to stand on when it comes to being authentic <laughs> or when it comes to bless you when it comes to making any solid changes in your life and it won't stick if it comes from an ego place or if it comes from an instinctual like the like the survival of the fittest thing why not now, explain I will. Hold on. Many urgent societal programs from societal inequality and poverty to global climate change, all of those require long-term motivators of positive behavior change. Psychological research suggests that intrinsically motivated behavior change is much more likely to be sustained in the long term. Competition initially, if it's if it comes out to where you are measuring yourself up against somebody else, against other some other external force, and if that's your motivational factor, that is that's not going to stick. It's not what should be driving 
the car, basically. It can be in the car, but it, can't, it shouldn't be driving the car. What should be driving the car is your own internal motivation to expand yourself and to get better and to learn more and to experience more. Those are the things that should be driving you towards right. this thing. I think, it's, if I could interrupt for one second, I think that they both kind of work together because I think if something externally is driving you to compete, again, you're only internally taking yourself to another level. You're taking yourself somewhere you haven't been. And then that's just naturally creating growth. It's And, and I think that as long as you're mentally strong enough to handle either the loss or to handle it appropriately and be a good person and understand that we all um, handle competition differently as individuals, I think that they work together. I think if, if ex- something external lights your fire and, and it really kind of makes you dig a little deeper and be a better person because you want this, you're reaching for this external motivation, I kind of think they work together. Like, for example, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're competing in a, we've talked about this with Sierra, if you're competing in a fitness competition and that external motivation is to win and to get that trophy and to be all those other people on the stage, but it's making you a better person because what it's doing is it's, it's creating discipline. You know, mm-hmm. it's making you get up in the morning. It's making you a healthier person for the most part. We talked about that. That's kind of psychotic, but for the most part, it's making you a healthier person. You know, you put the potato chips to the back of the cupboard instead of the mm-hmm. front. If, if anything, from that external motivation of winning and beating other people, you're, um, you're creating just natural growth. So there I think to be, they work yeah, together well, in some aspect. They can, but the I, I, I think personally the bottom line is after all is said and done and after the competition is over, how do you feel? How do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about the situation? Do you feel as though you gave it 110%? Do you feel as though you're a better person for it? Do you feel as though you've you've opened yourself up to learning something? Yeah. Or do you feel pissed that you lost? Or do you feel less than? Anything worse in regards to uh, your you know personal feelings on yourself or the other person, if there's another person involved, uh, that's, a, that's the negative part. Now, the, the problem is it's a very fine line that, that we travel. And like you said at the very beginning of the show, the key here is to have higher levels of self-awareness and, and operate at a higher frequency. If you do, then you're going to come into this and you're going to ground yourself intrinsically first when you go into any particular competition. If I went into a soccer game and I said, I know what I can do. I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to give 110% and I'm going to leave it all out there. Anytime coaches say they leave it all out there, that's what they're talking about. If you leave it all out there and then after the game, win, lose, or draw, after the game, I'm like, damn, I feel good. I feel good because you left it all out there. I left it all out there. And not and not only that, when you do and when you go into something like, with an attitude like that, you do stretch yourself and you do expand just like you were talking about. Yeah. And you do and you do become better and your conditioning becomes better or your kicks become better or your teamwork or just your feel and the essence of the game becomes more clear. Yeah, totally. If, and if, you come if, back if next your... game harder, working harder because you don't want to feel that feeling of the loss. You want to win. So I think you come back and you're like ready to kick someone's ass. I love the quote, winning isn't everything, but wanting to win is everything. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Yeah, Vince, I think that's, Vince Lombardi said it's that. A Vince, it that's sounds like a Vince Lombardi. That's like one of my yeah. favorite quotes because 
if you're the type of person that's walking around and you don't want to win, and win is a is a broad word to speak on. Win, what does win well, it's mean? Well, it's you? all context. Right. It's all so, context. what does win right. mean to you? Whatever. But if you're walking, this comes back to a lot of things we talk about. It's like you're walking around life and you're just content with um, how things are, and and you're you don't want to be better than the next person. Maybe in your field, maybe at your job, maybe in the sport that you play. You don't want to be better because you're okay. You're like, oh, I don't need to always win. I think that that is um, a character flaw. I think that that's whack. I think it's boring. I think that you're not going to get anywhere other than behind that desk fucking getting paid minimum wage. That's how <laughs> and I here, feel. And, here, and here's where we differ because I am that guy. I, I know I, you it, are. It, Did you get picked last in dodgeball like all no, the time I, I, in elementary school? Or I what? actually did not. No, no, no. I actually got picked up to the. I mean, I was the captain of the sixth grade softball team, all stars that played against the teachers. Yeah. And I played and I played baseball and soccer and basketball and football. I played every single sport. Now, but the thing is, is with me, I was never hyper hyper competitive i just because i always my whole thing was being out there and being part of a team and 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 learning as i went and just trying to do that really i am i've always been wired to kind of just do the best that i could in that context now did i like thank you for watching mr rogers ladies and gentlemen we will be back on tbs next week it is what it is lex (laughs) it just is and that's why i think that's why i have the perspective that i do however and i want to throw this however in once i started because i i coached uh rachel soccer my daughter's soccer for forever i i coached it all the way from when she was eight to all the way through club soccer like eight seasons or something and when I was the coach of the team, it changed. It changed really? to where I was. That's oh yeah, it changed. You know, I, well, here's what I think why, or the reasons why I think why. It's because my whole perspective shifted from just from a personal growth and development thing when I just kind of did it on my own to wanting to do the best possible coaching job and to give the most I could to my kids, and me seeing the results of that out on the field. And right, so, and you want them uh, and, to and work could to be, their highest potential, and that exactly. was basically on you. And if I didn't see that, and if I didn't see that I was effectively teaching them the right way uh, or motivating them in, in a team aspect, then I felt crappy about that. Whereas when I was doing it on my own, I didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. I just, you know, I just, some days were good and some days were bad, but... Overall, I I never had a really hard time losing, to be honest with you, because I don't give a shit. And I I think that you're a different circumstance because you are so smart and and internally aware. And I think you have been for a long time. So I think that maybe the reason um, you felt like that was because you are you're motivated differently. And that's what we want people to understand is we're all different. So if you don't like competition and that's just who you are, that's fine. But that's not saying don't continue to try to find growth and reach for the best possible outcome of any situation. You want to sure. you want to be the best. But yeah. Yeah. what I'm saying with you is you are smart enough to understand that it's not all about winning um, because you're like smart enough to learn get what you can whether you want or not. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the cause, feeling cause, yeah, might, my goal, may not my goal have been as right. like great, <laughs> but. 
<laughs> yeah, but my overall goal, my I, I, I'm more of a holistic person anyway. I always have been. My my overall or more dimensional than very linear. I'm not a win lose win lose binary black white type of person, and I never really have been. I've always seen things in multiple gray areas and layers, and so. Yeah, my whole thing was, yeah, big fucking deal. So I yeah. lost the you baseball game funny? or the soccer game. You know, I just, I'm just going to roll on. Is I have been the most competitive person my whole entire life, playing sports, all of that. My whole, like, I, my dad raised me to be very competitive. My older brother and I were always competing. But since I have kind of created my own style of living and, and my own way of internally motivating myself without competition, because I haven't played on a competitive sports team in a while. I've created it um, to better myself in my everyday life. But it's funny because I've been on these co-ed sport teams out here all the time. And I have noticed about myself, like I do love to win and I do love to be the best. And a lot of times it comes naturally to me and I'm the best girl on the team and it's fucking rad. And if I don't, I put in the work to practice to be the best on the team. But sometimes I, sometimes I step back and I'm like, Okay, dude, you have, number one, this entrepreneurial life that you're trying to create. You have a full-time motherfucking job, and you're, like, spending time playing volleyball because you want to be the best the next time you have a game. But I've also learned about myself that I don't have that rage of aggression that I had when I was competitive. Like when I used to play soccer, I would knock bitches out. If that was the case now, I'm not going to knock anybody out because I don't have that like rage. That's like, I need to fucking win. I'm just like, it's a game. We're here to have fun. Pour me another beer, blah, blah, blah. But when I talk about competition in this aspect, I'm talking about at work. I'm talking about with, when it comes to your position in life. I want everyone to to reach their highest standards every day, to set a standard every day on how they want to feel when the day is over and feel that way. I don't want them to be like, eh, whatever, like work is work. I mean, it's funny. I'm a manager of a restaurant and we do competitions. Whoever can sell most specials gets a bottle of wine. Whoever can sell most glasses of wine gets this and this. But you know what? And it's fucked up and I'm really exploring this concept because I'm, I have a couple business ideas when it comes to so the service industry, but you have humans thrive off of that. My employees literally will just come to work, no offense to you guys, but we will just come to work, put their motherfucking apron on, stay there for four hours, make whatever they can because, oh, well, it's not in my control what people tip me, but it fucking is. But when I do a competition, those motherfuckers are selling the shit out of things. And I and it, it does make me look back and be like, oh my God, like get a grip. So I get it in both aspects, but it's like some people need that motivation, oh, which, which kind of makes me well, look at them as less of a person. It's like, just do your motherfucking job and it's be not the really, best it, at it. Yeah, it's not really less of a person. It's just that they don't understand. They don't, they don't, they are still operating on a lower frequency level to where it's like, less, um, lower, whatever. Well, it's, it's like, you know, it's like ringing the bell and, and feeding the dog. It's the same thing. It's, they're, they're operating under respondent conditioning. It's, it's a, it's a reward situation, but that's really low level operation in terms of like a daily thing. But that's the whole thing. You know, we all start there. We're all there once in a while. I mean, you know, we all kind of dip down to low frequency levels and have shitty days or shitty situations or whatever. 
But what we talk about every single week and what we're talking about now is the fact that everybody has the ability, I think everybody or most everybody has the ability to rise and to increase their frequency level and to increase their level of understanding and to increase their pattern recognition of the ego shit that comes in. The fact that you come into work and you're more motivated because you're going to win a prize, yeah, you should, that should make you think a little bit about what you're doing or why you're doing it. It should, oh, it should, sure. get, it should really give you a chance to do some self inventory in regards to are absolutely. you doing what you should be doing? The answer is absolutely not. You shouldn't be, you should not be doing what you're doing now if you need a prize to do your best work. Yeah, you're not fucking six getting to pick out of the goodie jar, like grow up. Um, I think That's that it, I think a reason or a, a way to tell that if you are kind of doing the best for yourself and in the situation that you're in, because we all have stepping stones to where we want to be and you're not going to, you're not going to skip a bunch of steps and just get there. So sometimes as we talked in our last podcast about flow is like, you have to create those bridges in whatever you're doing. So a, a, a way to tell kind of if you're on the right path and you're kind of, you're using your internal and external motivation to your best ability is if you get a job, this is my, this is my way of looking at competition. You get a job, you kind of look around, you see what's going on. You kind of see, Oh, okay, well I'm here. I want that person's position next because I can do that better. And if I'm going to be at this job, whatever it is, I'm going to only want to number one, learn from it. And Number two, grow from this situation. So if you're okay in the position that you're in, you need to look around and see who you, whose job you can steal that is above you because that's only going to make you a better person. Right. Or how about this? How, because I, I know a, uh, I've got a, a good friend of mine that, that is a server and we've talked a lot about, and she's really smart and really bright. She's been doing it for a long time. And I was talking to her about going into bartending because that's totally the way to go. Uh, as a next step because you make way more bank and it's a better shift. I have some chef friends that started off as dishwashers and that's the perfect example. It's like, what else can I do? What can I do after this? What can I do after this? Now I want to own the motherfucking restaurant because you're competing against the people that are staying in the same place. You're, You're passing them up and you're just like, bye, stay fucking content with where you are and be mediocre. Right, but, uh, but what I was going to say is, actually to contradict that a little bit, is that she doesn't want to do the bartending thing, but what she wants to do is she wants to get better and better at what she's doing. Yeah. So she's, uh, you know, but that's, but I, I have no problem. I have no problem. You know, it's about judging. You know, you can judge anything, right? And I know you have your opinions. Jeez, you know, <laughs> you, you can already tell with that smirk on your face. But if you want to be the best possible at whatever you are, if you want to be the best bottle washer or the best dishwasher or the best garbage guy, then great. I'm all for that. I have, because the world needs all types of people and all types of businesses and all types of careers and all that. And it's fine. But if you go and you constantly look to do better and to expand yourself, what that's going to do is it puts you in a mindset. And it, it, it's a mindset that's not only to the betterment of your job, because it will be. And you'll, and like you said, you know, making, making more tips. There's always a way to make more tips, right? So it, it, it not only will benefit that, it'll benefit your other life too, your personal life. It'll benefit your relationships and it'll benefit your communication. Yeah. You'll do a lot better in all of those things if you have that attitude. Right. And that really is the key. And you know what that attitude is? Intrinsic motivation. 
It's not extrinsic motivation. It's intrinsic. It comes from within. It, it, it's you wanting to do better and to be a better person. I think fucking, that that's period. awesome that she wants to um, master her job. But let's think about this. Not that she's going to master it and not have any uh, anything else to learn. Because that's not what I'm saying. You'll always have something else to learn. Always. And if you feel like you don't, that's it is time to move forward or move up or try to find the next um, situation that's going to create growth within. But it's like, yeah, she she could be the she wants to be the best. She wants to learn how to be the best server. But when that happens, she is going to whether she she is aware of it or not pass up the servers be better than the other servers that aren't in that mindset that she's in. So she is going to subconsciously grow and win and compete in that field, whether she moves to another position or not. But, but I think that that's awesome because we do, I want my clients to always look at the next step to visualize the next step. And I think that competition creates a natural visualization in your head because you're like, you start to get that little competitive edge and you're like, okay, I see this, um, position that I want, or I see, I want to, I want to be as knowledgeable on wine as he is. So I'm going to talk to him for an hour after work. And then as you grow and, um, you're, you're visualizing what your next step is, maybe it's to be, um, what are, what are they called? I don't maybe, know what you're talking maybe about. Maybe the wine connoisseurs, maybe it's to be oh, a sommelier. Yeah. Yeah. Sommelier. A sommelier or whatever. Like maybe that's the next step. So with, by thinking these things, you are naturally expanding the manifestation process and you are just going to go that direction. That's why I think you should always have a little bit of competition. You're right. Intrinsically, but it does come from external situations. I think if you, I, I, well, it is, but, and and the best way to, to go about that, I think is to look at it like this. You've got other people out there, and they're doing things that you want to do. They're uh, they're above you. They're doing different stuff, whatever. The, you look at that as possibility, and what that yeah. shows is that that's a physical manifestation or a physical example of possibility that you can do it too. And that's and every successful person that's out there that's a nice person, and they and they talk to people and they try to help them along or they mentor. They say, you know what, you can do this too. It, it, totally. What I what I did is not exclusive to me For or sure. exclusive to a number of people. You can do that too. So it so it extends the realm of possibility because you may a lot not of people be as good as me. But. You know, but you know, but maybe not now. But maybe after yeah. you know, you get it, you get into process, and maybe it'll be not even not even as good because again, that's competition from an extrinsic level. It's going to be different, but you will contribute what you can contribute at the highest possible level, and that is the key on all this stuff. Now, before we wrap it up i want to bring in another little tidbit about competition and it's about competition and cooperation so when when competition is combined with cooperation there are a number of benefits to your true self as well as society in general humans not only survive by competing but perhaps more importantly we survive by cooperating with one another in the words of bertrand russell a philosopher he said the only thing that will redeem mankind is cooperation so unfortunately, most of the research out there have been more about an either-or thing with competition and cooperation. They haven't kind of grouped them together. But I want to bring up a study that was done uh, a couple, three or four years ago by a guy named John Tower. He's a PhD, and uh, he runs a basketball camp. 
So he had uh, this study where he had kids shoot free throws in basketball camp. And on the first day of camp, he had all the kids shoot 10 free throws. Everybody shot 10 free throws. And they made a note on how, how many they made. Now, on the second day when they came back, he broke the kids up into four different types of groups to see which kids enjoyed the activity the most. He had some kids as just shooting on their own, individuals. They shot alone to see if they could make more the second day. So if you made five the first day, see if you made six the second day, right? The second group is, he called it pure cooperation. Kids shot with a teammate to try to make a group goal. A couple guys got together, you know, 13 out of 20 or whatever. The third group was pure competition where kids tried to make more than an opponent. So one-on-one type of thing. Then the fourth group was called intergroup, which is a team competition where a team of two kids were versus a team of another two kids. Now, after all of that free throw shooting, he had each kid fill out a questionnaire that measured their enjoyment of what happened after all that. He said, we found clear and consistent evidence that kids enjoyed shooting free throws more when they were part of a team in competition against another team compared to when they were simply cooperating, competing, or shooting alone. This led us to conclude that both competition and cooperation can provide unique benefits to individuals and that each may have some drawbacks when experienced alone. Thus, this combination of cooperation and competition provide the best of both worlds to participants and helps to explain why team sports are so popular. But I, I think, think a, <laughs> when you, but, I think that that's awesome. I love that. I think that I think that team sports and having that type of competition where you're helping people become better if you are the best on the team because you want to win. Because again, competition is like I want to fucking win. So if you're not hitting the ball. We're going to stay after practice and we're going to fucking practice your swing because you need to hit the ball so we can win because I need to win. You know what I mean? We, we as in your other teammates saying, team. dude, you, you, two, dude, you went over five, you, but you, you stay back and I'll pitch to you. I mean, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like I'm somebody helps somebody help somebody totally. else kind of rise. Because this is the thing is like, if you, if I get on second base, but you can't hit the fucking ball, I'm never going to come home. And then there goes my, that's external competition, but there goes that win for me. Mm -hmm. And there goes, yeah, I'm learning how to, my, I'm growing from that process and being able to teach this motherfucker how to hit the ball. But also I think that that's just beautiful kids being able to collaborate and blah, blah, blah. It's beautiful. But isn't that like (laughs) just expectation though of other people in terms of what they put it? See, that's a problem with you ultra, ultra competitive people. You guys will go the extra miles and you will expand yourself and you will try to do better and you will take the extra BP. You know, you'll mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Whereas somebody else kind of strolls in and they're, you know, they got their, you know, red vines in the back pocket. <laughs> totally. And they're just kind of, you just, you know, they got, and they got their whole bag of seeds and they're just like going to kick it. Like one sock on. I remember right? yeah, in, yeah, when yeah. I and grew then, up And then you're like, softball. what the fuck, man? One of my, this was the thing. One of my best friends, we were so different when it came to softball and sports. Like I was like early for practice, staying late. Like I wanted to be good. She was naturally just a stud, but that was her like strolling in late one sock on the other off, like lost her cleats. Like, but she would go up to bat and knock the ball out. She would fucking perform. And this is, this is a perfect example is people need to understand that they're going to have a individual way that they perform in any circumstance when it comes to competition or when it comes to growth 
they need to be like, okay, well, if I'm the type of person that needs to come to the office early and um, read up on my notes so that in the meeting I sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, or I'm going to stay late and talk with the sommelier so I can get more wine knowledge so that tomorrow mm -hmm. I sell more wine. If you're that type of person, you're that type of person. That's what we want you to be aware of and understand like the the steps you need to take to be the best. Some people, mm -hmm. it's just easy for them. But if you are the type of person that it's easy, it's easy for and you but and you're not you're still not trying though. Like it's easy, okay, cool, that's fine, you get by, you yeah. get by. At some point in life, you're going to get smushed like a bug and you're not going to be able to bounce back cuz you're so used to being number 1. Mm -hmm. So, you have to create yeah, I mean, I, yeah, a balance. You do. But and and I'm also talking about the people that roll in and they just don't care as much as you do. They just don't care as much. And so they're the ones that are going over 5 consistently or so i mean they're on the yeah, team they but they're not pulling their weight how frustrated are you with those people oh they're off the team right <laughs> i will play with them i will not play but with those motherfuckers but, but that's but that's the whole thing that 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 very competitive or very, or people have very high expectations of themselves there's no way that they don't have high expectations of other people because yeah. you always you always hold other people up to how you hold up yourself so if your bar is really high for yourself everybody else the bar is going to be really high for them. That's why relationships with people that are very perfectionistic, yeah. people that have very high expectations on themselves, relationships are very, very difficult because inevitably mm -hmm. you're going to find you know lots of chinks in the armor, lots of flaws, totally. and it's it's and not going to work. And that's a good point, so. Tony. Is when you're in a relationship, you got to kind of pay attention to your style as well as and and your significant other style because if you're the type of person person that's very competitive and they get really down when um, they don't get an A on the test, they get a B or whatever, you need to be with someone who's going to be able to talk you off the ledge and be like, it happens, mm -hmm. chill out. Sometimes you don't always win, it happens. So pay attention to the people in your circle that are there to compete with you because I won't be friends with anyone who's not making me a better person, I just won't. But also you need people that aren't, they have a, a healthy balance and they're not just going to be competing all the time because that fucking sucks. Who wants to be around someone like me that always wants to win <laughs> and is always trying to create the, competition? The, the, the rhetorical question of the day. <laughs> so so my conclusion, I just want to wrap up. My, my whole conclusion about this whole thing is that I believe pure competition stems from wanting to do your very best in an arena where you have both internal and external motivation with both serving as effective tools to expand your true self physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Now, there's a small caveat I have. It has to be the right setting, and your internal incentive must be one that remains in control during the competition, especially in circumstances where co cooperation is not a factor. So if you don't have that... Uh, that kind of that other side, that cooperation side to mellow you out a little bit on your crazy competitive nature. You have to make sure, I think, again, like I said at the very beginning of the show, the intrinsic motivation has to be driving the bus. I think that competitive feelings are, they're unavoidable. You're all, I mean, if you are a human with some type of goals that you'd like to conquer, you write out goals every day, whatever, whatever. If you're a, a, an inspiring human that wants to be the best you can be, competition is unavoidable. I love the quote again, that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So no. either you're competing with yourself to learn more so that maybe you can get out of that room and go to the onto the next room and, and continue to learn, or 
you're looking at competition as a learning opportunity and you're seeing someone that may be doing something that you want to do. So you need to go home and do the research on how you can get there. But you can't skip steps and you can't just be like, hey, I want to do that. Like paper rock scissors for your job. Like you got to be good at what you do to get that job. You have to put in the work. And if competition is going to fuel a hard work, ethic inside of you then go Mm -hmm. for it but do not let your ego get in the way and we talk about this all the time you have to be aware of whether it's your ego or whether it is really you just trying to be a better person and i think that all comes down to how you feel afterwards that's all if you feel afterwards like you're shitty or you're less than then it's coming from the wrong place for sure so that is uh that's it in a nutshell remember to go to javabud.com if you want to get to any of the show notes the podcasts are up there email me at lexiacrucialawareness.com if you have any questions concerns or you just want to grab a beer and a free consultation i would Um, like that i'm stoked to work i have a couple new clients that i'm really stoked to work with and um i'm learning a lot from you guys as well so thank you always oh i learn more from i I learn more teaching than i do uh just in the student i know it's it's amazing everyone doesn't think the way i do yeah, what 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 a concept, Lex. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you later. Peace out.